0: Well hello friends, this is RJ Bell's Dream Preview College Basketball Edition. I am AJ Hoffman. He is Griffin Warner. Griffin, how you doing man? I'm doing well. Uh, what a Super Bowl. Uh, very disappointed by the commercials,
1: but um, I guess they're not marketing to me or something like that.
0: I think they're marketing to my people my age now. So you loved like, them? I, I don't really care about commercials. Like I, I'm not a person who's like, Oh, those commercials were great or those commercials stunk. But I noticed that a lot of them were targeted at people my age. Okay. Uh, So my kids, my, my kid thought it was really dumb. Like my 15 year old and his girlfriend were over here. They were watching the game at my house and I was like, they weren't pleased with the commercials. They weren't interested, but you know, as an old guy, I was like, Oh yeah, I get that. And, uh, yeah, and Rihanna was great. She wore the same outfit the whole time.
1: Everyone at the, at the party I was at I was like, "Why why didn't she change clothes? There's got to be an outfit change coming up." Yeah, but, is is Rihanna pregnant? Uh, I think she had a baby somewhat recently, but I can't say I'm on the uh fan pages at this point. I'm not um, either, but uh, she I'm not saying she, uh, you know what? Okay, yeah. Uh, probably I, probably best for us to uh Yeah,
0: I'm just you know. saying like uh she's looked good. Still hot, still hot. She looked good, yeah. yeah she's still hot. Good singing. Uh, I guess they don't call him ASAP for nothing. It would be <laughs> one way to look at it. Uh, I just going to get myself in trouble. So, yeah. okay. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. Uh, I'm excited to talk hoops with you. I'll be honest. I've had like my worst, probably 10 day run of betting college basketball all season. Uh, I was riding high going into February and it has been a, an abject disaster for me. And there's been a lot of really really awful in-game luck for me and I'm at that point where it's like man I'm just I'm frustrated uh I know you had one over the weekend that was pretty rough that somehow I dodged but I'll be honest had I gotten an earlier number I would have been right there on it with you so it's been it's been a rough couple weeks for me I am I, I look forward to our conversations here because like some of the few winners I found and one of the only Late game luck games that went my way was one we talked about here Virginia and Duke. Mm. I had no business winning Virginia minus six, but you know, sometimes the uh the sun shines on a broken man for all, uh,
1: for all the bad ones we take, you know, it's nice to be on the other side. I had one of those last week as well with uh, one of the directional schools in the CUSA North Texas. It was winning by three in overtime after giving up a three at the buzzer in a really tight game throughout Um, the one you were referring to was Michigan, not scoring for the last five minutes and 19 seconds at home. Pretty, pretty incredible. And Uh, losing by how many? And losing by a single point, um, yeah. my CLV or closing line value is going to keep my uh, me warm when I have to give up my apartment. So, you know, it's just going to be a really nice time. But I think to your point, it's been, we were so hot early, hard to keep that up. I think uh, late conference play is a really, it's a really tough time. Those lines are sharp as they can get. And I do think they get a little bit wider as we get towards uh, conference tournament play, which uh, I'm hoping that we have a big slate lined up, uh, but more to
0: come on that to everyone else. Yeah. One of the games that we talked about on this pod that actually like Creighton, I got a good number on and I ended up with a push yes, You did uh, on a game. They should have easily covered, to be honest. But one of the other games we talked about that I was dead wrong on was Clemson. And you talk about closing line value, keeping you warm. I had a great number. I was feeling really good. And they, they just got crushed in the second half of that game. So yeah. Um, North Carolina, who looked like a corpse, suddenly shows up. It, it, it's a it's a wild time right now. So, uh, hopefully, we can talk through some winners here. Let's and, do it. Um, and you know, get, get back on the right track. Although, I, I let's a lot of negative. Let's have a little positive. Two and zero on our best bets for the pod, uh, which is nice. You get Illinois home uh, with an easy winner, and I had Penn as a dog win outright comfortably. So. Th- <laughs> positive where we can get it let's uh let's just cr- try to create more positivity is what I like, i'm saying i like positive energy you know no one believed in the chiefs to win the super bowl despite being like the favorite or something yeah like that's that. a really so, odd here thing. we go travis kelsey undefeated at um <laughs> being cringeworthy he's he's the king of it all right let's start in the sec where they say it just means more And uh, this one actually does mean something. This is probably like meaning whoever loses this game is maybe out of the running for a one seed. Uh, Whoever wins this game may have an inside track to one, but Alabama is at Tennessee and Tennessee. We're going to project as a two point favorite here. Uh, Alabama with uh, Alabama was one of another one that I dodged. Like I, I, I was so close to betting Auburn and did not, and Auburn hung with them the whole game. And late game bad luck, uh, Alabama. They were, and I think Alabama was a rightful win, but cover comfortably on some late game luck. And then Tennessee, I think we've got to really question what's going on with Tennessee right now. Lost three out of four now, um, all three against teams that you probably shouldn't be losing to if you want to be one of the best teams in the country florida vanderbilt mizzou not one of those is like a a a good loss what do we think about the matchup here and is alabama going to be forced to shoot threes and do they have any offense that isn't shooting threes can tennessee defend this alabama tide team i mean i think we trust tennessee to
1: defend everybody uh 14 for 26 from three for missouri uh will probably lead to a loss a lot of times hard to really explain that one Um, but there are bad days for teams, even good teams. I think the better teams and the championship contenders, they have less bad days than the high flyers that somehow somehow have really high ceilings, but also much lower floors than the good teams. Um, I think we've always questioned the Tennessee offense, but um, the defense I think is something we can trust. And I mean, how many times can Alabama walk this tightrope? I mean, they seem like a really good team, but they also I feel like sometimes have some really slow starts that um, make me question Nate Oates a little bit, but I mean, hard to argue with the success so far coming off a big win. It's also hard to do that twice in a row with two road games. I mean, I think there's a lot pointing towards uh Tennessee here. It's just, do you really want to go against Alabama? Because I've kind of tried to keep it simple, stupid, and not just bet
0: against the really good teams because they can beat you whenever they want. Yeah, Alabama 12-0 and in conference, um, something that hasn't been talked about a lot, but their only loss Dating back to the middle of December was uh, in that Big 12 SEC challenge where they lost inexplicably, got blown out at Oklahoma. But their other two losses this season, Gonzaga and UConn, uh, and it, it's it's been a really good run through the SEC. It is hard to go through your conference season undefeated, and this is by far the biggest test remaining for them. The rest of the schedule is – uh, home games against Georgia, Arkansas, and Auburn, and road games against South Carolina and Texas A&M. So going out to Knoxville, certainly the toughest thing they've got left in the conference season. It, it's one of those where I'd, I'd like to be on Tennessee. Um, I was hopeful for a, a little bit better number. I, I don't know that why I thought I might get a better number. Uh, maybe I just thought with, with Tennessee's recent form, it would be, you know, maybe I'd get a, a full three, but it doesn't look like that's where it's going to be. So uh, it'll probably end up being a pass for me unless some Alabama money steams it outside of a possession. Yeah, I'm a I'm a home dog addict at this point. So uh,
1: only Tennessee for me for here uh, or here for me, easy for me to say, but um, I lean that way. I think that's the way to go. I, I think it is, it's just really hard to trust Tennessee's offense.
0: Um, I don't know. I, I think I still like the Vols though. All right, let's look at, at the Big East which has been one of my favorite conferences this year and we got a good one Marquette is hosting Xavier and we're looking at around five and a half six for this one uh Marquette despite the Yukon loss has been playing well and the only loss I, I think before they had won 10 of 11 before that Yukon game and the one was a four point loss at X. Do they get revenge here at home? Uh, Xavier, of course, is coming off a really head-scratching loss to Butler. Uh, A couple weeks ago, they had a really head-scratching loss to DePaul. They've somehow found a way to lose to the worst team's non-Georgetown division in the Big East. So what what do they do here against this Marquette team?
1: I I think we've kind of figured out, despite – their coach Uh, Sean Miller is a defensive coach, but this is an offense only team. I think it showed why they had some struggles in the years past of getting to the tournament. And ultimately it was why Travis Steele got fired. And they went this big NIT run because they tried to play a little bit better, I think defensively and stopped trying to outscore everybody. Um, I don't think that really style works very well on the road when your defense is questionable. Um, I'm still kind of confused. And we were talking about that Marquette Connecticut game a couple of days ago, weeks ago, whenever that was. And, I feel like when I was reading the stats over, I think I like sent you a, a message specifically being like Marquette's profile is really disgusting. And I don't really understand why they're so good. And uh, it kind of saved me a, a loser on a plus six at Connecticut. because I feel like a lot of times betting streaks is really, really valuable because they last for a long time. They only end once. Um, but Marquette, I, I feel like seeing a shock of smart offense that was ranked first in efficiency at one point in the year, I'm not sure if they are today, but Um, I feel like we were kind of expecting that to come down a little bit. They seem to be good offensively as well. Um, I think at home, I'm not looking to go against good offenses necessarily, especially one with such a poor defense like Xavier here. Um, And in watching this first game, I feel like um, Xavier did prevail, but it was pretty tight throughout. And I feel like it's going to go to the home home team, home court, and I think probably a home cover as well.
0: Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I I lean towards the home team as well, mostly because – you're right. These are two fantastic offenses. Uh, there's just one one coach who I know understands defense and one that I'm not so sure. And if it comes down to, if, if we call it a draw offensively, even though I still think Marquette's a little bit better offensively, but marginally better, uh, it, the defense for Marquette is just so much better. And the home court, uh, I think that a lot of Xavier's uh, offense relies on hitting threes. Yep, and I think that's tougher to do away from home, um, and it, it's just—I it, don't know—it's it, it, one of those one of those games where I I just know I can trust one side to to at least show up on the defensive end, and and X isn't that right now. So, and like I said, Marquette's just playing really good ball. I I, I think Marquette is in the they're in that group right behind creighton i think I, I i don't know if it's marquette or yukon or is better i think maybe yukon on a good day is better than marquette on most days i think marquette's probably a little bit better and then i think xavier's in that next tier below those teams with with providence maybe that that kind of range uh so i think this is just a kind of punching up a little bit for x on the road with revenge uh, it, it's hard for me to not uh like marquette here I think uh, it's a good test for the the road team to really see what they give.
1: And I feel like we're almost at a point this year where the market knows who the teams are. We're not getting really any surprises. So maybe the short home dogs that we're covering at like ridiculous rates and partly is essentially why we were having such a good year so far. That's dried up a little bit. And I've kind of noticed that in my own gameplay where I'm kind of only doing home teams or just nail biting, hoping that my road team doesn't get blown out. So um I think it's a good good game to watch and, and to see and really try to get some opinions on these teams because they're going to be really important in your bracket pools and all the sort of things that we're going to guide you through in March.
0: All right, let's go to the Big Ten, where Indiana has won eight of their last nine, the one loss being a road loss to Maryland. And like we, we talked about them sort of stealing one uh, against Michigan over the weekend. Northwestern's quietly been good. Uh, maybe even tournament team good, which is crazy to think, but here we are. There's a team that's got wins over Illinois. They already beat Indiana once this year, and today, Super Bowl Sunday, as we record this, they beat the top team in the country at home in Purdue. Uh, So I I think maybe there's some momentum right now with Northwestern. We're going to project this game as a pick. Um, Obviously, I know Griff. For uh, you're you're kind of in the same boat I am. It's really hard to even look at road Big Ten teams. Can you look at road Indiana here against a hot Northwestern team? I mean, speaking of stat profiles that don't make a lot of sense to me, Northwestern looks hideous. And I, I don't know where they how they ever score points.
1: I, I mean, they have bottom two ninety two and three point percentage, two eighty five and two point. I mean, clearly they must just get a lot of opportunities, and I guess we credit their defense for it, but. Man, I, I can't explain that one. I mean, uh, the Purdue win is shocking. Um, the Ohio State win, I think, was also surprising. I feel like that was a really great time for
0: Ohio State to finally get a win. Um, but I guess kind of like streaks, they go on forever. And I, I think won. Ohio State's broken. I think they've, they've quit on their coach. It's it's hard. I I don't know what you can expect out of Ohio State going forward.
1: Yeah, true. I, I, I think – but then it makes it hard to then value the teams that beat them. Like, if you beat a dead team, yeah, it was a tough spot on the road. Right. Stats look good for the team playing against you, but but do we trust that because all these guys are trying to figure out where they're going in the portal next year or or which Turkish team they're going to play for or something like that. Um, I don't know, but for this matchup, I mean, Northwestern going to defend you like crazy. Indiana has, um, I don't know how you stop TJD right now. I mean, his, I mean, Michigan was trying everything. They're playing two centers essentially at the same time, putting Hunter Dickinson on power forward, which seemed like it was working for a while until they went really cold late. but. Um, TJD is awesome. I mean, and then, I mean, I think they were saying on the broadcast on ESPN, that it was the whole, like the, the hyphenated names were scoring all the points and it was honestly incredible what they're doing. And I like Mike Woodson has a pro pro background. I think he's found that he has one of the most dominant players in all of college basketball and he's using them, which is I mean, exactly what we want coaches to do, essentially. Uh, I don't know that I thought before the season that I'd ever think Mike Woodson was a great college basketball coach, but he's seeming like he's really learning how to do it, maybe against uh, Juwan Howard. That's that's also an easier thing to, easier road to hoe. But uh, Chris Collins, I think we've seen it for a long time. Hard to trust them. Um, at home, I, I guess I expect Northwestern to get this win, but um, just based on on where it's being played. But there's also a lot of Indiana grads in Chicago. So I wouldn't be shocked This is a little bit more even of a game. And uh, I feel like I don't really like betting against people that I can't stop. And I don't see anyone
0: stopping TJD in this matchup. I tend to lean that way, but I'm, I don't know, man, there's something about the way Northwestern is playing right now. And there's also something about this line that just feels like a situation where everyone is going to say, Oh, well, how could you not bet Indiana here? And there's sometimes there's a reason for that. Uh-huh. And I I'll give uh in, in, in speaking of, you know, trying to stop a dominant force. I think we have to give Northwestern some credit because in, in that game against Purdue today, they almost accepted that Zach Eady was going to eat and eat. He did. And he p- scored 24 points, but the rest of Purdue scored 34 points. And, now a lot of this was late game. I don't, for the lack of a better word, fuckery. Uh, yeah. Purdue cool. Purdue was dominating this game for a good chunk of it until the last few minutes, and or you know Northwestern pulled away uh, late in that game. But I mean, they were there was a, a ten point lead at some point uh, for Purdue. So I I do feel like there is maybe a strategy where they say, okay, we know that that TJD is going to beat us. How do we slow down the rest of the team? And Boo Booey, to his credit, a guy who uh, I didn't expect to be talking about as a real difference maker, has been a difference maker. And he was a difference maker in the Purdue game, 26 points. Um, and, you know, the the fact that I think one thing that we talk about their offense not being very efficient, they don't turn the ball over. That's one thing you got to like about this team. Uh, it's a It's a ton of juniors and seniors playing, and they all take care of the ball. I'm going to end up passing this game because Indiana feels like about the squarest play you could make, especially at a pick. Like it feels like it's just dangling there for me to take and for me to look dumb. So I'll, uh, I'll probably end up passing it. But I, I, the only, the only team I can see like having any kind of separation in this game is Indiana. I think if Northwestern wins, it's a one or two point game. And then the, the, the margins we're playing with are just too thin. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate that idea. I just,
1: I'm trying not to bet against guys that I know will beat me. And I think that TJD is going to do that. And
0: I've, uh, I've come to that side of the boat. Well, speaking of Purdue, let's talk about them, their game on Thursday. And this is a banger as the kids say uh, at Maryland. And we're going to project this one at Purdue minus one and a half on the road, Purdue coming off a loss, Maryland has won five of their last six. Um, They have not lost a home game in conference play, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, They are tough to beat. They haven't lost a home game, period. Uh, no, they did. They, they lost to UCLA, I apologize, uh, way back mid-December. So this is a, a one of those teams, another Big Ten team that's just night and day different away from home. They did go to Purdue and get a win, uh, Or no, a, a close loss. They they lost 58-55 in that game. So they played with Purdue on the road. Can they play with them here again at home? I mean, it's really weird to see a team that looked like they had no chance of making
1: a tournament bid all of a sudden get healthy or get right in conference play. Maybe Kevin Willard just needed some time to get these guys going. Um, I still don't really see it. I, I backed Penn State this weekend. That was a cover for the ages. We had the full game probably could argue the same thing for the first half like I did um but they i mean it seemed like Maryland was playing really well they know they can't shoot threes so they do their best to take a lot of them or take wide open ones um they're not very big there's just a lot of questions that I have and honestly seeing that result at in West Lafayette and seeing how close that game was it, it's really kind of hard i mean based on what I see on Torvik and they have like a, a plus minus for most of the game or the average and so it seemed like Maybe Maryland got a little bit close late, but still credit them for that. Uh, Really tough place to play to even hang around in. The problem is kind of what I was just saying with you can't defend uh, Trace Jackson Davis. Like you can't defend Zach Eady, And I feel like letting him eat, as you said, get 24 points, the Kobe kind of status or whatever the Suns used to do, let him get 81 and then try to stop everybody else. I don't know if that works well enough for a team that has so many flaws like Maryland does. I do think that their defense is really, really strong, physical, causes a lot of problems. And I think that's always the question about Purdue is how much do we trust their guard play? And I don't think we usually do. They're very young this year, which I think is why their numbers, despite Zach Eady returning was, was pretty far out there uh, when we gave them on our futures episode way back when, but um, it's, it's hard for me to want to go against the Maryland crowd, which has been really good. Even when the team's been pretty poor or, crummy for a while um I just I, I'm kind of in the camp I'm not interested in fading Zach Eady at this point uh he's I think too capable of winning games
0: yeah and he in that first matchup uh I, I think you could say that he won the game uh 24 points and nine boards in that game he, he dominated in that first matchup you could argue Maryland had some really like they'd be due some for some uh Some shooting luck. They go three of 21 from three in that game, though they're a bad three-point shooting team. Three of 21 is bad, like beyond bad. But Purdue shot two of 13 from three in that game. So you'd think that there'd be some, you know, some positive regression coming there as well. I'm with you on this one. I think Purdue off a loss. uh, I I mean, we just saw what they did to Iowa after the Indiana loss. They they really handled a, a, a solid Iowa team. I think coming off a loss to a team that nobody thought they would lose to, uh, I, I think we get a very focused and maybe an angry effort out of them. And I, I'm with you. I don't know if I'll be on it. Depends on the number I'm guessing. But I, I certainly am not looking to back Maryland here. So uh, it would be Purdue or pass for me. But again, I'm, I'm also not looking to really get in the way of, of home Maryland, which just seems like a force right now. All right, let's take care of some business before we get into best bets. Griff, sure, I'll take it. We'll t- use a promo code Power Twenty,
1: Power forward, powering your vehicle, powering whatever you need. There's some naughty Super Bowl ads about that today. Anyway, use a promo code Power Twenty for twenty percent off for all listeners. Of this college basketball podcast, good for seven days from the podcast release. So we got to probably till the twentieth of February, but you might as well try to win some extra money on Valentine's. I mean, come on, you gotta you gotta buy your lady some flowers. You haven't done already make the order pregame.com flower delivery. I think it's something we're coming out with maybe the next few days, uh, but use the promo code power 20, get 20% off anything on the site. AJ's picks. I'm sure he's got UFC coming out. I watched a bunch of that this weekend, actually, which was surprising for me, but um, didn't see any broken arms. Thank God. Uh, but get on in there. Use the promo code 20% off. We get some credit for it. So use it power 20 and uh, AJ lead us off for the best bets. All
0: right. I'm going to go to the big 12 and This is again sort of a teams going in opposite directions thing, and a riding a home hot streak. Ken Palm makes Baylor a five-point favorite against West Virginia, country roads, Um, and the the current market number. If I'm, let me, I want to make sure I've got an updated one. I saw it earlier today. I want to make sure I hadn't got out of range. Nope, still at six. So I'm going to go Baylor minus six for a best bet here against West Virginia, and to me it just kind of boils down to Baylor has looked like a like what we expected early in the season for the last few weeks. Uh, The first couple games of conference play were were tough for them; Uh, they were having a hard time getting healthy, and I think getting everyday John back has been big for this team, not just for his on court play but I think he's just an emotional leader for that team and having him out there just makes that team uh, makes that team different, makes them stronger, makes them stronger on the, on the glass for sure. Uh, and they've the, the guys who they were counting on coming into this season, being good shooters, weren't good shooters, Flagler, Cryer and those guys have picked it up. Uh, and Keontae George is just a a scoring machine. I don't know how West Virginia stops him. Uh, I do know that in the first game at West Virginia, They could not stop him. He had 32 points and was uh, five of nine from three. He is a matchup nightmare for that team. And West Virginia, we've talked about them. Great home court, but away from home, it's just tough. And the only win they have in conference away from home is Texas Tech, who is an abject disaster. So, uh they just got they're coming off their worst loss of the season 34 points against texas that's one of the games that i had some regret not pulling the trigger on uh you know i I reached out to you about what do you think about texas and you're like yeah "Yeah, they're not on my radar uh and i that's that's one of those ones about five minutes in i was like oh my god why why wasn't i on this game uh super heavy Uh, But I I like Baylor here, Uh, and again, I think coming off that drubbing and then having to play two nights later, not ideal for for this uh, West Virginia team. Away from home. So give me Baylor minus six for my best bet. And you know, West Virginia is gonna complain about it.
1: So uh that's that's certainly on the list. Um yeah, great, great home court, very different team away from home. I'm starting to wonder how long Huggy Bear is gonna be around. I gotta say, I wonder if if that might be a, a Mike Bray situation coming out sometime soon. But I guess if they're in the tournament or at least in the picture, maybe that's good enough for them. Uh for my best bet, I'm gonna go. Unfortunately, a lot of the the ones I was looking at are on pretty big losing streaks as we speak, but I'm going back to the Big 12. Well, as, again, I'm, I'm going to go to Oklahoma. Uh, and I feel like as a host to Kansas State, you gave me a plus two, I believe. The AJ Swami yep. projection system said Oklahoma, a two-point underdog to Kansas State. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they closed the favorite. And I think I'm willing to lay up to three points with them. Um, it hasn't been great for them lately. Unfortunately, took a bad loss to Kansas this weekend. But I am fully out on Kansas State. Um, they are so small. They are so three-point jump shot reliant. And... Keontae Johnson just loves two point long two point shots like if he could shoot from like feet on the line of the three point line he would do it every time and that's just not really a smart way to play basketball I feel like the Jerome Tang um, I think he's kind of run out of, of ammo and his in his ammunition at this point and it's kind of one of those things where I feel like uh, I mean a 12 Frank team that is quickly I think downward spiraling downward and I, I look to, to be against them as much as I can. I just don't think they have an offense that is um, going to play very well on the road. We've seen, obviously, with their huge collapse against Texas, my alma mater as well. Um, there's a lot of problems there. And I think if we're not facing a team that's completely devoid of talent with Mike Miles missing like TCU has been, uh, I'm I'm going to play the Sooners as a two-point dog at home. Um, play them up to minus three. I doubt it'll get that high, but wouldn't be shocked if they were a favorite after seeing Texas Tech close a favorite to K State this weekend and uh, basically beat them up, bruise them around. And I think Oklahoma can do a similar thing uh, at home.
0: Yeah, I think Oklahoma's due for a game like that. Like, and they are tough at home, although I'm a little trigger shy on this because I bet Oklahoma at home over the weekend. Yep. And for the first 15 minutes, it looked like it was a brilliant call. And then it, it just stopped and the Kansas train started rolling and Oklahoma had absolutely no answer for it. So and then once Kansas got going, they, like Oklahoma was just it felt like they quit on the game, which was frustrating to see. Um I do think that you're right about Kansas State, like the whatever Kansas State, whatever magic they had is is wearing off. Uh, and you're starting to see that this team is not nearly as talented as w- what it looked like they were early in the season. So uh, I, I don't disagree with this one. I'm just a little gun shy on Oklahoma after uh, getting slapped in the mouth by them this week. I, I cannot blame you
1: for that. It's, I got to say, sometimes it's, tar- it's hard to back teams that are on bad streaks, and certainly Oklahoma qualifies for that. I just feel like K-State are going to continue to be overpriced. And uh there's not a ton of time. Like the Baylor call that you love love that one because I'm I'm just hoping that Baylor can stay under the radar a little bit longer. I don't think they will because I think their play has increased significantly. But uh, I think K-State is gonna go down pretty quickly. I feel like they're an early exit from the NCAA tournament, Big 12 tournament, all those sort of
0: things, and I'll be looking to be against them as much as I can going forward. All right, that will do it for another episode of the College Basketball Podcast. Uh hopefully find some winners this week uh, both here and on freegame.com and in our own personal bank rolls I know my bank roll could use a nice week oh yeah uh, right. so uh, Griffin great job as always and best of luck to you this week best of luck to you guys the listeners and uh, thank you for your support and tell a friend if you haven't tell a friend and if you have tell a friend uh, but we will talk to you guys on Thursday night for a weekend episode good luck this week